What Startups Have Wrong About Culture Lessons I Learned Working at One of the Top Company Cultures in America Companies are no longer just companies. They are families. They are tribes. They are mission-driven organizations seeking out team players. Employees will no longer do. Employees can do a job, but a team player shares the vision. They are willing to go above and beyond. They don't shy away from long nights and chipping in when things get tough. They aren't just there to do a job. They are there to help the company succeed. To get a job is no longer just landing a job. It is being welcomed into a community of hand-chosen standouts. It is an honor to work at a company. Companies are now brands. To join a company is to be an extension of their brand. It is a great responsibility to carry out the brand's mission. Companies are not just for making money. They are for changing the world. When looking to hire these days, it is not enough to find skill fits. The recruit also needs to be a culture fit. Not only do they need to be affable, they need to share the same values as the company. That's right. Companies now have their own set of values. They are the moral compass of how to run the day-to-day operations. But it is more than that. It is not simply what the company does. It is who they are. This is company culture. Do as I'm saying, not as I'm doing. I stumbled into a new age company in college. They embodied a late stage startup in every sense of the phrase. They had shiny new office spaces that were only half full and every amenity imaginable was available. It was a cool place to work for a college kid. At the time, I could have cared less about their company culture. As a student, I was just happy to be making above minimum wage. Their walls were littered with big laser-cut words like innovation and learning. Every year, one of those words would become the theme of the year. I discovered it was all just new makeup on old faces. We'd work on the same types of projects as the year before, but everything was rebranded with the new word. It was asinine. One of the things I have observed working at various companies is this internal rebranding. Every company wants to rephrase things to make employees feel better about their work. Not comfortable with a performance review? Let's have a one-on-one. Managers leave a bad taste in your mouth? I'm your direct support instead. For every eat, pray, love sign in an American kitchen, there is an innovate, integrity, impact sign at a startup. Companies want to inspire, but the real purpose is the same as it has always been, to encourage you to do your job. The messaging changes, but the message remains. This internal rebranding creates the appearance of accountability, but each word or phrase can be horribly interpretive. Innovation could mean anything. It could even mean something completely different from manager to manager. I've seen companies try to solve this by having 30-page culture documents to adequately address each point. No employee in the trenches has time to regularly review something like that. What results is confusion 
and misaligned expectations, putting money toward the wrong things. So many companies lure in young hires with promised amenities and perks. They have a ping pong table, a full gym, a nap room, a basketball court, a golf simulator, and a break room big enough to fit a large house, complete with an indoor waterfall, of course. I've worked at a similar place. This was the culture that got advertised on the company website and in team meetings. What I found is that the actual culture was quite the opposite. No one in management took breaks. As a result, few employees took breaks. If they did, they were strictly limited to 10 minutes. Everyone in management ate lunch in their offices. As a result, most employees ate lunch in their cubicles. The company had spent millions of dollars on all of these amenities, but the actual culture led to no one using them. The CEO once boasted in a company meeting that because they valued the employees so much, they had spent an extra $80,000 to extend the gym an extra 15 feet. This allowed a full gym to be installed instead of a partial one. I always wondered how much of a bonus everyone could have received if they would have added that 80K to our paychecks instead. It was interesting to observe that only a small percentage even used the gym. I've learned that true culture is pervasive. It does not cater to the few. It is for everyone. Something that isn't for everyone should not be a part of the culture. A great example is the classic company lunch. This is even more ironic in the new age of hybrid working situations. I find it baffling that companies spend thousands of dollars a year to cater to a few people who happen to be in the office that day. I've even experienced this with insurance. I once worked at a company that covered insurance plans for individuals. For many, this was an incredible perk, but the plans available to me, a person with dependents, were atrocious. They were extremely expensive and had horrible coverage. I always thought it would make more sense to just increase everyone's salary and allow them to spend their money as they saw fit. Company culture is executive culture. Company culture is not for the employee. It is for the executives. Company cultures are dictated by executive teams. They are the ones that get to decide what words get plastered on the wall. It is their vision and their ideas. As such, they can change them at any time. In a country that professes democracy is king, American companies strangely resemble oligarchies. Company culture is the propaganda they use to control their subordinates. This propaganda is more effective in attracting new followers than maintaining existing ones. They prey upon individuals who have experienced workplace trauma. Didn't like your last job? Hated your boss? Have no fear. We do things differently here. No need to worry about your job or boss because we call those things by other names anyway. As a new hire gets indoctrinated with the company culture and they get closer to the source, the guise begins to fade. What they find is company policy masquerading as company culture. 
Company culture, no matter what it says, is used to fit a cog in the wheel. It exists to attract people who think alike. It finds people who fit in. It helps select newcomers and terminate deviants. In a time when diversity is so important and prevalent, there is little room for diversified thought in the modern company culture. A different approach to company culture. We don't need to pretend. Most people work because they have to. We all need money to survive. This is okay. Money is not inherently evil. We don't need further motive. If someone loves what they do, that is a good thing. But it should not be the standard from a company's perspective. It's the responsibility of the individual to do what they love. The company's role is simply to find someone that can do the job. I believe normalizing money as the main motivator for work is essential to building healthy company cultures. It clarifies the relationship as what it really is, employer and employee. I think some might worry this dehumanizes the employee, treats them as a number, but I think it does the exact opposite. Clear expectations lead to clear outcomes. If the motive and relationship is understood, then both parties can reach better outcomes. Employers can start prioritizing putting money in employee pockets instead of sinking money into perks. Employees can then freely use that money as they see fit. Employers can be held accountable for employee time at work instead of employees losing their nights to unexpected projects. Employees can then freely use their time as they want. There should be no propaganda to convince employees to accept less pay or to work extra hours in the name of being a team player. The word culture is derived from the Latin cultura, which means growing or cultivation. Cultivation means to prepare or develop. True company culture naturally develops over time. It is not artificially contrived in a boardroom. It grows out of actions leadership sows, not by the words they say. In my experience, good company culture is a byproduct of hiring self-aware individuals who can perform the required tasks of the business. It's a result of treating employees like adults. It's how someone feels when they come to work. Real company culture cannot be captured in a singular document. Real company cultures are the people in a company. The people are what matter. The people are the culture.